0: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. She's a singer-songwriter, and I asked her, uh, you know, how did it all get started? She's had a little bit of success, and um, you know, wh- what was the the beginning for you? And she said, well, it all started in college when a boyfriend broke up with me, um, and I couldn't help. Write. It was the only thing I could sort of do to sort of express the way that I was feeling. And so that's where all sort of, that was ground zero, was this breakup in college. And this is not un- an uncommon reason for a one to express oneself, um, whether it's a breakup or something like that. Just during a, a time of great need, um, we often find ourselves expressing a need for help. Uh, Just like the the Beatles saying, help, I need somebody, help, not just anybody, help you know, I need some help, uh, someone to help. In an interview in 1980, John Lennon uh, explained about that song, the whole Beatles thing was just beyond comprehension. I was subconsciously crying out for help. And uh, if the whole Beatles thing before that was a subconscious cry for help, um, in this case, it was conscious. (laughs) It couldn't help but to, to come to the foreground and literally cry out, help, I need somebody. It's not just a catchy pop song, but I literally need some help. Well, this uh, hymn that we, we just sang, Abide With Me, comes from a, a similar source uh, within. Uh, Henry F. White in 1847, wrote this poem, which is uh, now a hymn, uh, during uh, the time of his death, in the last three weeks of his life. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he lived in England, but traveled south, as people often did. He was traveling to Italy because he had tuberculosis and if you had an illness like that the climate's better if you go south and on his way to Italy he stopped in in Nice, France where he ended up dying and by the way, did you know that Nice is where I met my wife Um, I was in college actually and my girlfriend broke up with me and I wanted to escape so I spent the summer in Nice, France of all places and lo and behold I met the woman who had become my wife you know, I was crying out help uh, and it came Um, Um, But that's beside the point, this is exactly the place in 1847 where Henry F. White was when when he was on his deathbed, dying of tuberculosis in Nice, France, and wrote this song, which is really a prayer to God to remain present throughout life, uh, especially at the times of trial and uh, through death. I won't reread to you all of it, but just listen to this line. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, help of the helpless, oh abide with me. I'll read that again. When other helpers, you know, other things, other people out there who try to help, when other helpers fail and comforts flee, help, and that should really be a capital H, help of the helpless, oh abide with me. You know, just like the Beatles, help, I need somebody, help me, and abide. Basically, saying, Stay with me. Uh, As the Beatles said, and help, I appreciate you being around. You know, Henry F. White wanted God at this time of death. I tell all these stories because there's actually a tradition of song in the Bible. Uh, The Psalms is our largest collection of songs in the Bible, 150 or so, and the longest song, Psalm 119. The Book of Lamentations is a collection of dirges, and on the other end of the spectrum we have Song of Solomon, which is a love song. But there are songs all throughout the Bible, uh, some that you might know well and love. This service today at 11 o'clock was saturated with uh, songs, some of them coming from the Bible, Um, And uh, let me just give you a a couple of examples. I don't need to go through all of them, but some examples uh, that shed light on what I want to say about help and uh, the expression of help in songs in the Bible. Consider these two very short songs in Second Chronicles. Uh, they, they both have the very same last line, but a different first line. They go like this. Give thanks to the Lord, for his steadfast love endures forever. And the other one just says, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to him. He is good. His love uh, is eternal. It lasts. It won't go away. It's not ephemeral. We can count on it. Or this one, more famously, the Song of David from 2 Samuel. You know, some of the the themes that I see in a lot of the songs in the Bible are um, a need for salvation and rescue or help, as the Beatles sang, or as my friend was crying out when she started writing music. Another one is uh, God's strength, uh, often through the metaphor of a rock. Uh, And here we see in uh, this song of David, 2 Samuel, where he repeats that idea over and over again. And this is a song of praise to God after uh, he had been delivered. uh, David had been delivered from his enemies, chiefly Saul. Uh, And uh, David had many other enemies, as we know. Consider Goliath, or if you read the Psalms, uh, often there's this sort of enemy on the other end. Well, here is the song where the the idea of the rock or strength of salvation is repeated over and over again. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God my rock in whom I take refuge my shield and the horn of my salvation my stronghold and my refuge my savior you save me from violence. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. Uh, And in case you can get it. I mean he's the rock, the stronghold, the support, the solid ground. When other things are not solid, he is, and he brings about salvation my rock. Of salvation. Another metaphor that I see in a lot of the, the the songs of the Bible is this idea of salvation equated, or mercy equated with water, as if a wellspring overflowing, or a, a downpour of rain to parch uh, to parch souls to give to quench their thirst. That salvation comes like that. Uh, in Numbers, Israel is wandering around in the wilderness, which as we know, means the desert, a dry and arid place. And God brings them to a place called Beer. Isn't that great that there's a place in the Bible called Beer? Um, and it, it's not uh, what we think. It's not hops and barley. It actually means well, is what the word meant. But So God brings them to this place called Beer, the well, because they're probably dehydrated. You know, have you ever been dehydrated before? I've been a little bit dehydrated and I get a bad headache. My mouth feels dry. But if you are on the verge of death by dehydration, I've heard that it is excruciatingly painful and terrible and it does crazy things to your mind. And so here they are wandering like that in the desert, and God brings them to this place to save them, this well. And they sing, spring up, O well, sing to it, the well that the princes made, that the nobles of the people dug, with the scepter and with their staffs. Spring up a well, sing to it. Salvation comes here in the form of literal water when they are literally dehydrated. But metaphorically speaking, God does the same for us in saving us. Uh, It's like a wellspring. And they can't help when they're saved but to express their gratitude in song, which again is another theme of uh, many of the songs in the Bible is even a a command to sing, as this one says, sing to it, praise God, Um, or a command to to share the good news of what's happened. Well, those are just some examples. The main song I want to talk to you about today is the first song of Isaiah, which was one of our readings that we had today. And what happens is in the first about dozen chapters or so of Isaiah, they're, they're kind of a downer. Because God, through the prophet Isaiah, casts judgment on the nation of Judah. Primarily because they need help, but they're looking for their salvation and rescue, their help, in other sources, foreign nations or what have you. And and God rebukes them for this. But after all this judgment, in chapter 11, the, the equation is flipped on its head. And we hear that Judah will have salvation uh, despite the judgment. And the prophecy is given that a branch will come from the stump of Jesse. And as we now know today, that that means Jesus Christ, who was a descendant of David, the son of Jesse. And so this good news comes, the branch. Uh, And then after the prophecy of the good news, in chapter 12, we have this song, Uh, Because just as when Israel had come to the well Spring that saved them, they couldn't help but sing. In the same way, Judah can't help but sing after this good news, and that's why we have the first song of Isaiah. Let me read to you the uh, the, the version that we have in the Book of Common Prayer. Uh, which is a little bit different than the one that we read just now. And this is in the collection in the daily offices of, of songs that are called canticles, which is just a fancy Latin word for, for songs, uh, mostly songs that are outside of the Psalter. And so here's the first song of Isaiah. Surely it is God who saves me. You know, no one else but God. God. Not these foreign nations. Not the other things that I'm depending on. But surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in Him and not be afraid. I can't ultimately trust in other things. And when I'm afraid and have anxiety, he is the the one who will save me in this time of help. For the Lord is my stronghold and my sure defense. The rock, as David said, the stronghold. And He will be my Savior, this rock of salvation. And now, therefore, you will draw water with rejoicing from the springs of salvation, just as as Israel, when they were wandering in the wilderness and dying of dehydration, drew waters with rejoicing. And so is His salvation for us. And on that day you shall say, Give thanks to the Lord, and call upon His name. Make His deeds known among the peoples. See that they remember that His name is exalted. You know, I can't help but to sing his praise and to share this news. Sing the praises of the Lord, for he has done great things. And this is known in all the world. Cry aloud, inhabitants of Zion, bring out your joy. For the great one in the midst of you is the Holy One of Israel. Well, I don't want to just talk about songs and, um, you know, my friend, Henry Light, uh, all the songs of the Bible, which are usually collective people singing God's praises for them. I want to talk about you. What about you? Uh, Just as these songs are a cry for help, um, we're often crying for help. And so I ask you, how is your self-help going? How are your self-salvation projects going? I find that a lot of modern self-help is a seeking for immortality, whether we know it or not. Um, and we have an idolized view of youth culture. And so we're all trying to stay young, looking for the fountain of youth. Uh, but as the satirical magazine The Onion said, uh, death is holding steady at the rate of 100%. Um, and so we're fooling ourselves in these projects of self help in searching for immortality. I recently read on the news that there's this new phenomenon called cryotherapy. Have you heard about this where these people go in these chambers and they get blasted with like sub-zero cold air. Not long enough uh, to do them damage. Uh, And somehow this is supposed to affect your skin. It's probably some pseudoscience to make you more beautiful and look immortal. Well, this poor uh, woman in Las Vegas worked at one of these places and after hours you know she wanted to treat herself to some cryotherapy and she was there by herself and you can guess what happened uh, she got stuck in there and died like a like an ice cube solid searching for immortality and yet dies I recently visited a a man in the hospital who on Tuesday retired, on Sunday morning had a heart attack, and Sunday night died. Isn't that crazy that sometimes we retire on Tuesday and we die on Sunday? You know, we save up for a whole life, all this money, to live a happy life in retirement, and the, the rug is pulled out from under us. But it's in these times that I ask, you know, what song do you want to be singing? What song, you could say, do you want at your funeral? But what song, when you're in pain or on your deathbed, as Henry Light was in Nice, France, do you want to be singing? Something trite um, or a cry for help and acknowledging that God is our only salvation, the only thing that we can count on. None of these other things. And if you haven't been paying attention so far, pay attention now, because this is the one thing that I hope sticks with you, is I'm going to read to you from another song just to conclude that is sort of a modern retelling of uh, Isaiah chapter 12, the first song of Isaiah. And this was written in 1980 by Bob Dylan. And it's a song called Saved, written during his sort of born-again Christian era. And this is just the end of the song, the last uh, uh, two uh, uh, refrains <laughs> No, you got to imagine, it's like high energy, almost like gospel music, but I can't do it justice. Nobody to rescue me, nobody would dare. I was going down for the last time, but by His mercy I've been spared. Not by works, but by faith in Him who called. For so long I've been hindered, for so long I've been stalled. I've been saved by the blood of the Lamb, saved by the blood of the Lamb, saved, saved, and I'm so glad. Yes, I'm so glad, I'm so glad, so glad. I want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, Just as Henry Light said, when all other helpers fail and comforts flee, help of the helpless. So said Bob, telling nobody to rescue me but you, God. You are my salvation and my rock. And I want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen.